Okay, and uh, we're back for another session. Thank you. So my name is Willis Nyakari, and we're back with James Karanja, a.k.a. Mary Waidera. Yeah. Uh, basically, to talk about um, the intersex organization that you founded, right? Yeah. Um, intersex Persons Society of Kenya. Yeah. How did that one come about? Um, I think the, 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 um, initially we had not thought of, um, I mean, that's a negative statement, sorry. Um, we were trying to come up with a good name for the intersex persons, or for the for a society or for an organization for mm -hmm. intersex people. Yeah. And um, we couldn't actually come up with a good name. And therefore, <laughs> at first we had thought of Intersex Society of Kenya, but we thought it should be a person, it should be linked with individuals who are intersex, and mm -hmm. therefore we brought in... Uh, because again, you know, when you bring in the aspect of um, just an organization, means anybody can be part of that organization. Yeah. But I wanted it to be exclusively for the intersex persons. And it came about because we realized that there was a very huge gap of what I call as a black hole for me as mm -hmm. um, intersex persons. There was no uh, information or whatsoever around people who are born with both... Um, male and female uh, uh, biological characteristics. Okay. Yeah. So uh, who, who, who did you found it with? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So at first uh, we had, uh, th 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 there was a journey that I had gone okay. as an individual and mm -hmm. I had met uh, Onabweza Kumaura, um, the chairman of um, uh, um, Albinism Society of Kenya. And that is where we started, um, had, uh, I mean, coming up with this idea of having um, an intersex organization. And then some more people came in, and now we formed uh, the organization. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Isaac Maura, that's, that's the, um, um, I think he's in, he's in charge of people with disability? Yeah, um, yeah, persons with disability. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So who, who obviously you've mentioned that not everyone can be a part of the organization. Mm -hmm. who, who are you targeting? So um, intersex targets um, intersex persons mm -hmm. and their parents and, and, and or any guardian who might have an intersex uh, child. And this is just to ensure that they have relevant uh, information in regards on how to raise the, the intersex children. And for the intersex persons, who especially are adults, is, you know, trying to um, provide the psychosocial support and ensure that they feel comfortable in their body that they were born in. Okay, so you focused on um, parents yeah. who have intersex kids um, yeah. to understand basically how mm -hmm. intersex kids should be raised. Uh, yeah. What's... What, what different way should uh, intersex kids be raised? Um, I think one is that um, it's not actually different. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just understanding that they might have some needs that other children don't need. And we call them needs because when you give birth to such kind of a child, no matter how strong you are, the first mm -hmm. thing you get is shock and mm -hmm. confusion because, you know, you wouldn't expect that um, uh, um, you'd have a child who has, for example... Um, both genitals. Mm -hmm. And therefore, um, we come in and try to tell you that, you see, it's just normal. It's only that the society has created 
and and, and uh, you know that narrative around genitals that you cannot talk about sex yeah. and you cannot talk about genitals because it's a taboo so we bring in another aspect of telling you these people have been there they exist I'm one of them and therefore having this child is normal and therefore what this child might need from you as a parent is protection and maybe more love because you know they need also to feel like any other normal child out there so it's not mm-hmm. necessarily difference but it's about looking at the well-being of that child okay so if talking about sex in itself mm-hmm. um is a taboo we're still having that conversation of should sex education be introduced in yeah. schools and what not mm-hmm. obviously bringing that conversation of intersex that's 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 going to be harder how mm-hmm. how are you guys trying to change perception of mm-hmm. the society since society has already created that um that narrative yeah. that um as you mentioned yeah. the um, in the other podcast the yeah. you were taken to a medicine man who mm-hmm. one of the options was actually to be killed yeah you see then yeah. i think there was also something to do with uh, uh genital uh, mutilation yeah such things how how do you what what is ipsk mm-hmm. doing to try change the perception of the community mm-hmm. I, i think as a society we have had history of mm-hmm. um coming up with what would think as a as a solution mm-hmm. to what we might think is deviance and and one of one of the key um thing that we have tried to heavily borrow from is the um the the the, the um persons with disability because for a very long time the african society was always in denial and 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 even today most some of these um children with disability are completely hidden from the public eyes and and therefore for us we realized that um we need to have this conversation mm-hmm. but this conversation cannot be spoken in a theoretical perspective mm-hmm. we need people who have lived this life like me come out and tell you know what this is some of the things that i've gone through and i feel we need to agree on a social solution because if then we continue to propagate about family mm-hmm. then we must understand that um if people decide to marry today then the woman will get pregnant and we are not very sure what will be given but in short is we continue to you know advocate for a family we shall continue having these intersex children so what do we do as a society and ensure that whatever these women carry in their belly must be protected in whatever form it comes out to be so mm-hmm. yeah i think critical information but it's not only a critical information it's that information out there that is strategically put in place to ensure it target me as an intersex person and not necessarily as a person understanding my life starts immediately there's that confusion on mm. how do we name this child so mm-hmm. information has and continue to be the most the biggest asset and how we message that information yeah. and ensure that you know it doesn't put us in bad no, not necessarily in a bad but uh, doesn't put us in you know some sort of conflict with the society okay so what cool projects 
do you have that help you to do that? Because so, um, I'm assuming you, you, mm-hmm. you probably have some good projects over there. So what we um, have been doing is that, uh, one, we use media mm-hmm. as a critical tool to be able to reach a wider audience. But other than that, um, as an organization, we do community outreaches. And these outreaches are, for example, we target a county, we hold a public forum and tell, um, in this public forum, we uh, target influential people within those areas. And we try um, unpacking the whole conversation around people like me. So, um, and and other than that, uh, we also... um, so I've said our media and mm-hmm. community outreach, outreach yeah. and 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 also we target uh, high institutions of learning because if you do not have the very people uh, who are intelligent in the society do not understand these issues, mm-hmm. it would also be uh, problematic when you think that it might trickle down from you know the very people at the top to mm-hmm. low bottom. So we target um, high institutions of learning, community mm-hmm. outreaches, and also use media to reach out to the wider audience. Okay. Yeah. So, and how you must, to achieve all this, you mm-hmm. definitely have to work with the government. Yes. Yeah? yeah. Um, what, what are you guys doing with government um, that you can tell us about? I, I think the government has been an interesting partner um, realizing that you know, most of these conversation, um, a very difficult conversation, you cannot start anywhere. And for example, um, if we were to get the very back from um, the government, the first conversation was 1982 before I was born, where the Ministry of uh, Health was looking on how it can put in policies um, on treatment care and the management of children who mm-hmm. are born intersex. But other than that, it has been silent till 2009, where there were cases of intersex people uh, or an intersex person who was arrested and put in a male prison. And they um, paid that person uh, around half a million because um, that person was uh, molested in male prison and, you know, they lowered his dignity. And other than that, in 2014, again, there was a huge case on an intersex child, and the doctors had completely refused to give this child a um, birth certificate because doctors at Kenyatta could not tell whether this was a male mm. or a female. Mm-hmm. And from there, the High Court of Kenya ordered the Attorney General to form a task force, and we have uh, been working with this uh, government task force on a number of things. So. So far, I would say that the government has been willing to listen and um, at least um, try to make uh, the society safe, but in a legal perspective, because I think social it's for me and any other intersex person out there to do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we were just having a conversation just at the break about... Um, changing laws mm. before uh, changing the perception of people. Yeah. So um, obviously, there's a lot, a lot going on yeah. uh, with government. Um, mm-hmm. In the last census, I think it was twenty. Was it twenty? Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, the intersex question was put in the census um, questionnaire to be asked mm-hmm. to people. Um, yeah. how, how did that that one come about, and uh, mm-hmm. of what help? 
Um, I think one it came due to the 2014 uh, yeah. high court ruling mm-hmm. that um, the attorney general had to um, um, say which body was mandated to correcting data, and definitely that was the Kenya National Bureau of Statistics, and it was not an easy thing because you know we were bringing in a conversation that you know it's not well. Um, Oh, it hasn't been spread out properly within the Kenyan society. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at the end, it was about having this personal conviction of, you know, um, the, the, the Kenyan National Bureau of Statistics um, uh, uh, staffs to mm-hmm. agree to put it in. But we were, because we were carrying a lot of uh, government um, um um, government institutions, mm. bearing in mind that the Kenyan, uh, the, the intersex task force uh, had was formed, had um, people from all the uh, um, the ministries, mm. and um, to be honest, it was not an easy thing. But the purpose of that was about the number and the distribution. However, it was meant to help, uh, for example, if you think of um, NHIF, most of the intersex people are not covered by NHIF. And when you think about, for example, uh, having medical um, uh, um, services, Mm -hmm. for an intersex person, it starts from 1.2 million. So if you think of an ordinary Kenyan, where do they get this money? There's a lot. And therefore, we needed something um, to speak to in terms of uh, when, for example, state institutions want to accommodate the intersex person. That was one. And, and the other thing was, um, uh, so it was luxury health, education, and, um, and, and uh, registration. So um, this number was supposed to help um, this institution uh, come up with policies that ensures that intersex persons are protected within their larger um, protection mechanism mm-hmm. for a subset uh, group of people who might not be as voice or, or might have as voice as women mm-hmm. or men out there. Okay. Uh, so just a side note, mm-hmm. uh, does government fund you in any way? Not really. Actually, that is in, we are in that process of... Um, we are vulnerable group, mm-hmm. and we need it. Okay. So basically, <laughs> yeah. we are in the process of uh, trying to get funding from the government. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, um, what kinds of successes have you had? Obviously, the intersex question being asked was huge. Very huge. Um, it was being all over the first us. one in the whole world. Yeah, it was all over CNN, BBC, mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah. what what are the kinds of wins have you guys had as a Mm-hmm. An organization. So I think one was in uh, 2009. Um, no, sorry, in 2015, mm. we wrote a petition to Parliament on uh, the government recognizing the existence of intersex persons, and it was one of the best petition uh, done again in the whole of Africa. Then um, also in 2019, <coughs> we did a bill. On mm-hmm. um, uh, um, amendment on mm-hmm. the registrar, and it is in the third reading. It has never happened anywhere in the world, so I think it's another big win for the intersex people. And other than that, if you look, for example, um, we have not as intersex uh, or IPSK managed to 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 um, 
travel each and every county. But during that census, we had each, I mean, we had intersex person in each of every county in the country. Mm -hmm. So that would tell you that um, other than using the normal uh, methods of doing advocacy, we got in and used other strategies as an organization mm -hmm. to have at least these people coming out and saying, you know what, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, for me, is that um, registration as an intersex organization with the word intersex, it was not an easy thing for me. Mm -hmm. And I remember had some this kind of confrontation with the um, registrar telling me that, you know what, this word, we need to change it. It doesn't come out well. And I stood my ground <laughs> and I'm like, no, this is who these people are. And you cannot tell us for over half a century, this name has been existing, but you feel it doesn't go well with you. Yeah. And they finally agreed to, um, to, to register an intersex organization, which again... Um, it was one of the first in the country. Okay. Well, yeah. when you're talking about uh, the petition mm -hmm. to have intersex people recognized, yeah. well, so are you saying that there's things intersex people cannot do mm -hmm. that ordinary people do? What's this that's missing? So, for example, um, I've always said, you know, there are these things that you think they're basic things to you, but to other people, they're privileges. Mm -hmm. For example, um, as I had told you, I had completed my uh, high school in 2010. Yeah. And till 2016, when I got an ID indicating as James Karanja. But that means my life, I mean, that means my life was still moving on. But there were things that I was doing for it to move on. For example, access to financial institutions and and. and for you, you even don't remember when somebody asks you, where is your ID card? It's mm -hmm, normal. Mm -hmm. But for me, for those five years, you know, I had to get a lost ID and an, another person's identity and use it for me to be able to access very simple things like M-Pesa. Mm -hmm. However, it might look very, uh, yeah, I mean, it's an ID you just corrected yeah. from where and close. But if you look at it within the Kenyan laws, that means whoever that identity or whoever that person was, yeah. if he had gone and committed murder, they would have come for me first mm -hmm. because, you know, this person, there are two people. Now, who is who? Tell me if you're not this person and you're this person. Mm -hmm. So the idea of um, impersonation for intersex people mm -hmm. because they cannot access the very simple things. Mm -hmm. So the other day I had gone to a bank because I wanted to get a bank uh, account. And so they told me the kind of bank's uh, account they had. And I decided, you know what? I'm a student at the university. Mm -hmm. Why don't I get a student, student account? account. Yeah. And then, so they request for my ID card and I produce James Karanja. Then they request for my university account. I produce Midway there. And everybody in the bank was called to come and see this kind of... <laughs> I mean, who is this you're, person? You're, you're scamming the bank. Exactly. Uh -huh. So it becomes, as much as for me it is fun because, you know... I like to see the reaction of these people. For other people, it is humiliation. Yeah. And, and, and they cannot be able to hold that. So some of the very simple things that um, uh, uh, um, normal people do or get as basics, for us, they are privileges. So things like NHIF, <laughs> You NSSF. can't get an HIF. You yeah. cannot get an SSF, actually. Uh. And, and I've always told, even when we are in meeting, you know, I'm very um, happy that I... 
I don't pay tax. How do I even pay tax? And yet you do not acknowledge that a person like me exists. Mm. I cannot pay taxes to people. It must be one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So if you look at all these kind of things that you have to go through for you to feel like a normal person, you feel you need something extra from the government that recognizes that you're different for you to be in that category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. So clearly a lot of things... Exactly. And, and th- that can only be changed by law. Exactly. Right? It's for the government to at least, you know what, agree on changing all these things mm-hmm. so that I can be able to access whatever any other individual accesses out there mm-hmm. without having to labor for it because, okay. you know, it is anchored within the government uh, processes and procedures. So when when you say government to change the law, that mm-hmm. is to introduce a third gender, right? I mean, or what, what exactly are you looking at? So basically, it must be in, in its own, um, it has expertise. Because mm-hmm. for me, I might not call myself an expert yeah. uh, fully. But the thing is, you have a group of people who, even in their um, legal documentations, relevant authority have always put question marks. Mm-hmm. Then what does the government do? Do we still put them within the system that we have and let them exist? But if you look at some of the reasons that we are coming out is saying, you know what, I have been input in that box of female, but it is through that box that I have experienced stigma, discrimination, and violence. Mm -hmm. Then how do you make me exist as a person and make sure that I don't go through what I went through just because you boxed me Mm -hmm. in those uh, boxes? So, introducing a third sex for the intersex people, it might be an option, but that identity is never an issue to the intersex yeah. people. It is the problem and the issues they, they go through that they need them addressed. Okay. However, mm-hmm. that can be a trigger to achieve that. that. Okay, okay. So basically, even if the laws change, mm-hmm. the society's mindset exactly. to accept intersex people needs mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. to be up there. Oh, okay. Exactly. Okay, so something I probably, um, I'm, I'm sure probably there's some interesting conversation about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the church. Mm-hmm. How does the church view intersex people? I think it is one of the most um, difficult and challenging conversation, also from the church. But to be, if you look at, for example, in Kenya, mm-hmm. you have heard that Every can I mean every church when it comes to the very complex issues looks at Catholic and one of the key things they say is that they do not have the resources to be able to go into research and do all these manners of things. But if you look at the Catholic Church uh, mm-hmm. in itself has a way of recalling baptism cards. Mm-hmm. So for example, me being raised as Mirway Thera and for example and I was baptized in Catholic, and go back and tell them, hey, this is who I am now. What do you do? So they have a way of recalling uh, that birth certificate, mm-hmm. I mean, that baptism card, mm-hmm. and, you know, have me as a new creature. However, um, I think a lot of information also within the church is not there. And, and, and you know, the idea of they beat the whole uh, complexity of the issue, and they just try to tell you, you know what? I mean, <clears throat> you were born no more. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's God's will. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <coughs> it's God's will being manifested in you. So, um, I mean, as most of the time, the church has always been providing some sort of uh, space for the intersex people. Mm-hmm. But it still finds <coughs> it challenging 
it, it's the, the just still fund it's very challenging to come out there and you know um support parents who have these children oh, okay okay yeah. are, are you good you want to take a break <coughs> no <coughs> i'm good sorry <laughs> okay okay so still still back to the church yeah have they taken a stand <laughs> on which side they do they support you guys obviously we we know historically they mm-hmm. they've created space everyone yeah. is god's children yeah. have they taken a stand to say hey mm-hmm. we support you guys not really and yeah. i think you see church in itself is an institution or a society and it changes based on the, um, yeah. for example you'd be um during the roman empire they used to kill a lot of intersex children but it's the church that came in and you know tried to reduce the violation that was happening to these children however everything else keeps on changing with the time mm-hmm. and i see that for example if you think um women and getting the um i'm not sure whether i am able to pronounce this name asthensia mm. you know what's what's that what's that um for example when you want to have surgery you mm-hmm. must be numbed Oh anesthesia 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 yes that one for a very long time the church never believed that oh, women should mm. yeah subject when they are given right yeah, but we are in a place that. where it's the very people at the high top they, mm-hmm. I, i mean when their women are giving birth mm-hmm. or those women are giving birth they mm-hmm. must use that mm-hmm. i mean so it all depends on the conversation out there and that is why i've always said for example i was baptized in 2016 and the bishop knew I was an intersex person and mm-hmm. he called a huge congregation for me to get uh, baptized mm-hmm. so i think the question, i mean i mean the thing also with the church is that there's no information to warrant them to start changing on how they think because i mean if it is a case of one in two million mm-hmm. then i mean we don't need to speak about it mm-hmm. if you look at um historically they change because of the numbers the i mean the yeah. politics yeah. around it and i don't think we have reached to that uh, point where mm. there's so much uh, politics around it from an intersex perspective oh, okay yeah. so just to give context to anyone who's listening mm-hmm. um so when anesthesia was uh, the literature mm-hmm. that's available says that when anesthesia was invented mm-hmm. and it started being used in surgery and different other areas um there was contention within the church on whether women who are giving birth mm-hmm. should actually uh, get anesthesia mm. because they say the pain of childbirth mm-hmm. is holy and no one should actually um mm-hmm. tamper with that mm-hmm. so yeah uh, make, make sense exactly yeah. what you're talking about and yeah. <clears throat> probably the views of the church mm-hmm. will and should and will change with the society's opinion yeah exactly okay so any shortcomings that you guys have had you know any um things that you wished would have happened differently i, I mean as you talked about the social or the society mm. uh, uh, perception and and you see i mean we are sexual society we are sexual beings and for me one of the biggest challenge i find is that as much as you try to unpack the whole conversation mm-hmm. and, and people still try to limit it to genital which yeah. is okay because it's part and parcel of the larger conversation yeah. but 
the idea that the society has about sexualizing whole, I mean, the life of intersex people, to people like me, it loses the meaning. Because for me, I'm sharing some of the uh, violence and stigma and discrimination that I've gone through. And, and I don't see how that can be completely linked with um, sex, I mean, mm. sex they're doing or having sex. And, and, and so for me, I feel if the society was willing to listen and not link the whole of these issues with having sex, mm-hmm. it becomes very easier because they will be easily able to unpack the whole um, life of an intersex person and see where they need to come in yeah. and reduce some of these violations. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And now from all the work that you've done at IPSK, mm-hmm. um, if you were to succeed, mm-hmm. if you were to succeed, what... Mm-hmm. Basically, what, what, what's your vision of, mm-hmm. say, an intersex person in, mm-hmm. on the continent? What, what, what are you looking mm-hmm. to try to achieve? Um, I, I think it's just trying to tell the society, you know what? It's good to learn to treat people mm-hmm. the way you would like you yourself to be treated if you were in that person's uh, position. And, and, and also trying to tell the society, just because somebody is different, yeah. that is not a warrant to say that you can um, discriminate or violate them mm-hmm. for being that that is different. Anything or most of the things that we have in the society are socially constructed mm-hmm. and we can reconstruct that and construct again mm-hmm. where we give each and every individual a space to express who they are. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's some deep stuff. Yeah. So if 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 say there's an intersex person or mm-hmm. parent out there, someone mm-hmm. who knows someone intersex mm-hmm. and wants to get more information, how do they? Um, you have, you have a website? Yeah, we do have a website. www.intersexkenya.org, and we have this um, number. So it is um, zero seven two three eight eight six two three three. Oh, okay. And that's up with a plus two five exactly, at the beginning. Exactly, if you're not in Kenya, because, you know, information can always be shared and, mm. yeah. Okay, so probably the last question I mm-hmm. can probably ask you. Yeah. So from a layman's perspective, mm-hmm. um, obviously, as you said, you're probably not a professional. Yeah. As a layman, mm-hmm. um, what do you think is going on with Casta uh, Semenya? So... What, what, what's... Because people have... Be, really been trying to understand or oh, what's, what's that so for me i'm always fascinated by the question and and, and the reason we try to objectify Casta Semenya is because she has won the medals yeah however true. if you'd look at it from each country's perspective you would be shocked that kenya had more women of the Casta Semenya's nature more than any other country in the world and 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 when, for example, the IWF were trying to, you know, bring the whole issue of Casta Semenya, and it is only Kenya that um, banned, f- I mean, IWF banned four women in Kenya, while in South Africa, it banned only Casta Semenya. So if you were talking about mm. the number, then you can see Kenya, Kenya more. suffered more yeah. than Casta Semenya. It's only that Casta Semenya took gold. And so for me, I feel that um, IWF, is an organization that is double speaking. I understand the kind of um, 
issues from a social uh, perspective what mm. Casta Semenya have gone through and 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 you know the idea again of um the IWF uh coming and mm-hmm. saying you know what you born different mm-hmm. and therefore we don't want you to run in these races mm-hmm. and for me i truly don't like any individual or any institution that they are they can easily point mistakes but they do not have solutions for those mm. mistakes because i would think before anything else kasta semenya is a human being yeah. and and if they really don't want her to in that category they mm-hmm. should be providing solutions and not solutions that are aimed at hamitating her body to conform to some you know parameters that have been put in place yeah. but giving her that space because that is who she is and she's born that way mm-hmm. and she will have and she will always remain to be that person okay yeah so intersex person is someone with a variation of either mm-hmm. hormones yeah. chromosomes yes genitalia yes. or the gonads yeah or yeah. all that okay yeah. uh, good good chatting um, thank you james mary thank you Thank you. Um I guess we'll catch up again later. So thanks for anyone who's listening. Thank you. And you can follow probably follow us on our mm-hmm. podcast channel to listen to some more information. Thank you for having me. So cool. Thanks. Thank you.